welcome. Before you enter the podcast trail, we've got some ground rules for you. Please keep all your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times. There will be a lot of twists and turns and many inappropriate jokes. If you are prone to ear bleeds or allergies to inane chatter, we ask that you sit this one out. So take a seat, buckle in, and welcome to the Eat Sleep Transy Football Podcast. Hello and welcome everybody to another fabulous episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your co-host tonight, or today, Dale DeMott. Thanks for joining us with me. Uh, he took a little uh, break with some personal work stuff, but uh, Armando Crespo is joining us today. Armando, what's up, man? Hey, Dale. Um, I just heard our new intro for the first time. How'd you like it? It should think so long. <laughs> It's, it's good though. It's real. It's good. It's good. But it, that wasn't me, by the way. Who was it? I don't know. Some guy we paid. It's good you, though. It's like a roller coaster theme, you know, like at Disney. The like yeah, the, um, they just shut down all of those animatronics, Dale. They're gonna shut us down. <laughs> if you're still listening, I, I praise you for that because that was. It's super a welcome long. to the eat sleep. I thought it was a joke. Sleep. I didn't think we were. <laughs> it's good. I like it. Uh, today we are going through a couple. Wait, th- is that thing permanent? Are we gonna keep that like forever? It'll be in the rotation. With all the others, we should probably do a poll on which ones, uh, which what people like. Most. Do we still have that um, that rapper song? Do we not use that? I uh, haven't used that in a while, but we do have that. Let's drop. Let's drop that right now. How's it go? <laughs> How does it go? <laughs> Jesus, I'm not doing this for you. Um, yeah, it is in the rotation though. Uh, but today we are talking about. Uh, we're going to recap Armando drafted in the Sleeper Wire Pro Am. Uh, we're fortunate enough to get invited to uh, this pro-am that uh, a lot of different writers, some some big writers, big names are in it. Uh, we'll go over that in a little bit, as well as uh, going to go over some news and notes uh, that you guys should know leading up to this draft time. And it is storming uh, here in our studio, right outside our studio, in the ESF studios. So we are going to, um, we, you might hear a little bit of rain in the background, but... Maybe if you're listening to us at night, it'll put you to sleep. In case you're wondering why Armando does all our all our pro drafts, it's because I am the best drafter out of the three of us. And you're like, definitely not the best speaker into the mic. No, I'm not. But I look. Def- he just did it because he is so animated, folks. <laughs> that when uh, he's talking, his head is bobbing like crazy, and then he's constant. He's either anywhere from between three inches to the mic, and then all of a sudden he's 18 inches to the mic. The next word. So if you've seen our videos, I'm like that in person. Yeah, but. We're running a podcast here. Okay. We have enough bad reviews to deal with. Which is only three. <laughs> uh, some housekeeping really quick. Housekeeping? You want me to jerk you off? Um, we are doing listener league entries due Friday, uh, August 25th. So that's tomorrow. We're um, going to get everybody into listener league or pick the entries for that. Uh, so big news there coming on Friday. Also, uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. On Twitter, we're at EatSleepFF. Uh, we're Eat Sleep Fantasy everywhere else. Armando, is there any uh, any other housekeeping you mention? No, I think we can go right into news. All right. Um, by the way, when we're talking about news, we get most of our news from PlayerLine app. Uh, it's an app that basically aggregates aggregates all uh, news 
onto one app. So you don't have to go searching. It's a pretty cool app, and especially in season when you're getting constant reports. It's all on just one place, so you don't have to go searching around for it. It's a pretty good app. I like it a lot. We've been using it a lot this off season. Yeah, Brito can't get enough of that little widget for Google Chrome. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, oh, Brito's not here today. So if you're listening just to hear his um, voice, sorry. Oh, Dale wanted to drop a joke here. Uh, we are the Christian Brito of fantasy football. Is that the joke? Yeah, I don't know if it's a joke or not, but... Why are we the Christian Brito of fantasy football, Dale? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because um, we're, we're, we're unreliable at don't show up to podcasts. What? What were you going to say? I was, I'm not going to say Armando that. wants to say a fat joke, and he was trying to get me to say it, but I'm not going to. I don't, He's worked hard he, to get to where he is now. <laughs> <laughs> he has. <laughs> He's right. looking good now. I'm have not, you seen I, him lately? I, yes, he looks great. I wasn't going to make a... I wanted to make you, a joke. You wanted to make a fat joke, and I shut it down. But you said... All right. So, um, first piece of news is Cam Newton is set to make his preseason debut against the Jaguars. Um, I feel like he's been dropping in drafts a crazy amount. I yeah. Mean, I, I, do I think this is important? Not really. I, I feel like he was going to play anyways, but yeah. what do you think? Yeah, no, I think I always thought he was going to play. It's just something to you know, monitor, just like Andrew Luck's status. You just got to monitor the fact that he's looking good enough to uh, to get some action it's a good good sign. So I would draft him without any hesitation. D- draft him where you would normally. Yeah, I mean, last year he was going like as a number three quarterback, and now it feels like he's going like number seven or eight in most drafts. I know his ADP is a little wonky, but yeah, the more the closer we get to the season, the farther he's falling. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and big kind of big news is Chad Henney is going to start in the third preseason game. Is that muy importante? Yeah, kind of, right? I mean, a third preseason game is usually where the starters see action. And if Blake Bortles is the guy there, I'm wondering what the Jags are thinking. I mean, a lot of people are looking at this like, hey, Bortles lost a job. I wouldn't go that far yet, but it definitely is uh, on the scale, on the natural disaster scale. It's like at least wildfire earthquake here because... It depends what you're scared of. I think it's like a volcano. Lava scares me. Have you seen our scale? I'm guessing you haven't even seen our scale. I've seen your scale, but I don't agree with it. I'm scared (laughs) of different things. Um, Tornadoes terrify me. Yeah, yeah, tornadoes are scary. That's up there, though. I would say, I would say, it's a, it's a tornado for me. Okay, that's fair. Um, So I think right now we should bring up Colin Kaepernick. There's a lot of hype behind him right now. There's a lot lot of news behind him that if he's going to sign anywhere, it's going to be with the Jags. Yeah. Um, If he does sign with the Jags have to pick him up in all formats i think two quarterback oh, for, sure. for sure i mean he's going to be better than blake bortles and he's definitely gonna be better than chad henney we've watched chad henney as dolphin fans he is nothing special look look he's nothing special but even if the jags don't get another quarterback and chad henney starts he's at least he's a competent veteran quarterback that will feed his number one target which is going to be Allen robinson i don't think this is going to hurt Allen robinson's value at all of course, if you already drafted, you have Blake Bortles late because Blake Bortles hasn't been a pretty good fantasy quarterback last few years, but this doesn't affect Allen Robinson at all, I don't think. No, I, I definitely agree. I don't think it affects anyone in the offense. I feel like this offense was going to be a run-heavy offense, and it, yeah, I think Chad Henney fits the offense just fine. Yeah. It's not going to be anything elite, but yeah, yeah. don't draft him unless it's a two-quarterback league, that's for sure. Right. Um, Rex, Burk- Rex Burkhead misses... His second straight practice for the Patriots. I don't doesn't really concern me. You're no, not drafting. I'm him. not drafting him anyways. You did have a really nice preseason game. I'm not day, drafting but, him anyways. 
Okay. Uh, next news is Danny Woodhead is dealing with a hamstring injury. That is Dale. Yeah, that's more importante. Um, look, Danny Woodhead is being overdrafted anyways. His ADP yep. is just ridiculous right now. Yes, I think he's going to be serviceable, but man, his ADP is just re- nuts. guys are drafting him as a, as their RB two yeah. in non PPR, which I think is no offense to Wade. Stupid. Well, it is pretty offensive to Wade. <laughs> it's not like he listens anymore. <laughs> Just because you said no offense doesn't mean that, <laughs> that people can't be taking uh, offense to it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Another news that came out a couple days ago is that Javoris Allen, Buck Allen, is the most impressive running back out there. And I said this three weeks ago. If you're going to draft anyone, I think Javoris Allen is a guy for no reason that he's been there the longest. Yeah. I don't know. I don't trust him. I'm not draft. I mean, if if you draft him, you're taking a really late round flyer on him. Yeah, it, Danny Woodhead is still the running back to own. But yeah, with the hamstring injury after sure. missing last year because sure. of hamstring injury, I would be worried. I wouldn't be drafting Danny Woodhead right now at all. Like I'm saying, I'm steering clear. Take Terrence West. Take Allen really late. Don't take Danny Woodhead because you're going to regret it. Okay, fair. Um, and not really important news. Brock Osweiler is on the train block, so that means he's going to get cut next week. Yeah, and that means Deshaun Kaiser, the uh, the rookie. I'm liking Deshaun. Well, yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, I do. I think he's I think he's pretty good. Uh, just what we've seen in college, at least. He's shown flashes in the preseason. Um, deep, deep leagues, two quarterback super flex leagues. He's definitely worth a look. Yeah, a four point quarterback league uh, for touchdowns. I think he's important. Yeah, yeah. Because um, he runs a shitload. Andrew Luck has no timetable to return, but. They're not worried about it. That's kind of really important. I drafted Andrew Luck. I drafted Blake Bortles. <laughs> <laughs> right now, my starting quarterbacks in the two quarterback leagues: Jared Goff and Deshaun Kaiser. So I'm a little worried. <laughs> yeah, that that scares me, man. Like, you know, when it came out earlier, I mean, the the whole news story read that he wasn't concerned about it, right? That he said he's not worried about it. Is that is that what the story is? Yep, that was news. Yeah, so. If he's not worried about it yet, I don't know how much you want to trust him, but I, I'm... I'm freaking out. Yeah, I'm getting closer and closer to the eject button. Yeah, I'm, I'm really rooting for Jared Goff this season. We'll just put that <laughs> that way. Um, moving on to LaShawn McCoy. He's being shopped, question mark. He's not being shopped, according to yeah. someone out there in pro football focus talk, whatever it's called. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we've seen so many rumors out of the Bills, uh, Bills camp this pre uh, this offseason some of them were true you know sammy Watkins left but you know talking about benching tyrod taylor or moving him that never happened it doesn't seem like it's going to he's really good now this and the people you know moving mccoy and now they're saying no it's a rumor it's like and then anquan bolding retiring really quickly like what's going on over there and it's I'm something it's, something's not right yeah i'm worried i mean you know i mean do they tell all the players they're going to tank and so i've know. never been a big john, uh, LaShawn mccoy guy this year but i do think jonathan williams is going to get a little bit of bump and LaShawn mccoy is definitely going to move down just a tad bit i don't think there's any proof to the pudding in this right but um yeah i'm definitely going to drop him down a little bit yeah i mean there's a little smoke there so i don't just keep an eye on but i don't believe in the i don't believe the rumor and LaShawn mccoy is awesome um, CJ Procise is dealing with yet another injury. Um, and we know that Eddie Lacy missed last week or was it Thomas Rawls that missed last week? Who missed preseason game last week? I think it was Thomas Rawls. Okay. So what do you think about the backfield now over there with the Seahawks? I know I kind of threw a curveball on this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's still messy. You know, I mean, we're still looking at either Thomas Rawls or Eddie Lacy. 
And it, all the signs are pointing that it should be Lacey. Yeah, he's a better running back. At but, least we think he is. I don't know. I mean, I'm drafting Lacey has my RB4, RB3 slash 4 in most cases. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, stay tuned because I drafted him. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. Uh, did you guys talk about Aldell Beckham? I uh, don't think so. Well, he has an ankle injury, and there's a good chance he's going to miss one or two weeks going into the season. Is he staying in the top five for you, or where is he at now? Yeah, if he misses a couple weeks, yeah, where, I don't where, like it. Where are you going to drop him to, Dale, though? It's it's uh, it's fucking Odell Beckham. Yeah, I I might bump him down for the spot or two. What is he What is he at right now in our consensus? Um, our consensus is he's number four. Me and you both have him at five. Brito has him at three. I can't see myself dropping, dropping him below T.Y. Hilton, though. I think right... Odell Beckham right around there is just about safe. You have him just above Des Bryant. Um, I have Des Bryant at 13, so that doesn't really Yeah, no, uh, I think that tier drops off uh, at Odell Beckham, so I'm not going to take Beckham out of that tier. I still, I'll still have him at five, I think, just because he's at the bottom of the tier for me. I, I think he's that much better than Des Bryant. Oh, my God. I really hate your rankings, Dale, the more I look at it. And I really hate your rankings. I have I pretty at. accurate rankings. I'm actually no, the most don't. accurate ranker on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Uh, no, you're not. And probably of all podcasts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so let's move on to our draft kit. Or is there anything else we need to uh, talk about? Draft kit. Don't you want to plug the draft kit right now? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, we have an awesome draft kit. It's up on our website, eatsleepfantasy.com. Just follow the link to the draft kit. Sign up for it if you haven't already. Uh, we're going to try our best to update everything, um, hopefully by Thursday night. And it, when we do update, we'll send you an email letting you know if you already signed up for it. And um, yeah. yeah, I hope you enjoy it. It's, we've gotten great response so far from it. Uh, a ton of people have subscribed to it, which makes me really happy because we put a lot of work into it. So it is a great pot. It is a great draft kit. What's your favorite part of the draft kit? Uh, the depth chart. I think it's the most important thing to have in front of you when you're drafting. Okay. Armando did the depth chart, by the way. I need to update it though. Yes. All right. Let's get right into the meat and potatoes of this episode. We are going to recap Armando's draft with the sleeper wire pro-am, some great names, uh, good writers and good podcasts. A part of this it's for charity. If you aren't familiar with sleeper wire, I suggest you look them up. It's a, uh, they're good guys, good podcasts. I, you know, pretty much does it all for charity. So definitely worth uh, looking at. Speaking gonna, of charities, you probably hit our donate button on our website. No, I'm done with asking for donations, but you know what you can do before we get into this. We have an Amazon link on our main page, eatsleepfantasy.com. If you're going to buy anything from Amazon, you click that link, it takes you right to Amazon, and then you order whatever you want. If you send us a screenshot of your order... Oh, yeah, let's do that. Okay, do it. Do yeah, it. Yeah, you say good. it. Say that's it. good. That's good. Say it. Is this your idea or mine? This was a joint idea. Okay. I think it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said we should give them something or, for ordering something. Go All right. Ahead. Listen, listen. This is cool. We are going to... If you order something from Amazon using... You know, going through our link before you submit the order for Amazon... Actually, no, after you... We're working this out, right? Now right now, right now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After you order, screenshot your confirmation. You can black out any names or whatever you don't want shown. I don't care. Um, and send it to us, eatsleepfantasy at gmail.com. Actually, I'll do you one better. Email it to contact at eatsleepfantasy.com. That's our new email. Yeah, I just get it We're trying to get verified on Twitter. Yeah. So contact at eatsleepfantasy.com. Do people even know what I'm talking about still? No, you haven't said what they're going to get. Once you do that, you, we're going to send you a shirt, okay? Let's take it a long time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so let's get right into our draft. It's a pro. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm going to recap. 
buy something on Amazon using our link on our main page. Once you buy that thing, screenshot the confirmation email, send it to us, contact at eatsleepfantasy.com, and uh, you'll win a t- you'll get a t-shirt. The first person who does it, I'm sending a t-shirt. The second person, after a couple weeks, that has a high amount of dollar value, I'm going to give them a t-shirt. We have like 10 t-shirts to give away. so And they're all really bright colors. No. One is bright orange, but the others are nice. Yeah, they have the ESF logo with Don't Draft a Kicker. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so we got, like we got some good ones. So anyways, um, we, we want to give out some shirts. So if you do Amazon, send us a confirmation and you're good. All right, these people have turned out. I know. They okay. are, our abandonment rate just skyrocketed. Okay, so I'll just tell you about the draft real quick. It's a 12-team PPR, one point per reception league. Um, we're drafting out of the seventh spot. And, um, yeah, anything else I need to – oh, and it's double flex, so it's running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, and then two flex players, and then eight bench Okay. So it's a long draft. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if we're going to go through the whole thing, but I do want to hit the highlights. I'm going to narrate this, and I just want – Armando drafted this by himself. I wasn't with him. And so there's some question marks that I want to ask him what he was thinking. And maybe this will help you. Uh, we'll go through some of the other picks too just to – you know, I know everybody's getting ready for the drafts. So um, I'm going to kind of narrate, and I'm going to ask you questions as we go along. We'll at least do the first – I don't know, first half of the draft at least. Yeah. So going into this draft, I've kind of uh, – we've done like, quite a few drafts, and um, – I've noticed that running back twos are, or running backs in general are kind of falling, falling back. And I'm finding myself trying to draft an RB one where my line is like Leonard being the last guy that I consider a really good RB one. And then just drafting wide receivers really heavy. This is, and I've executed this to the T in this draft and, uh, you'll kind of see how it worked out. Yeah. Our last mock draft that me and Armando did, I was freaking out that he didn't get an RB two. This is kind of, this is kind of groundbreaking. I don't think anybody else is doing this, and it's very interesting the way that you constructed the roster. I'm not saying I love it, but I think it works. Yeah, I mean, it, it can grow on me. I don't know if I would have the balls to do it because watching the RB2s come off the board, it makes me nervous. But I'm using last year as an example to this as a way of doing it. You found players like Jordan Howard, Jay Jai, LeGarrette Blunt, Isaiah Crowell going later in drafts and then being super awesome rb2s slash rb1s and right. you're able to get them in rounds 9 10 11 so i'm crying i'm trying to do that with this draft and seeing how it works and it's re- interesting you gotta make what is this called like uh the crespo rule the- we call it the melvin gordon rule okay i don't know why but i love melvin gordon okay all right <laughs> so if you're armando drafted on the melvin gordon rule horrible name but i'll leave it up to him because he's called it's just called the thunder rule i like that because i'm thunder crespo in all formats Okay, <laughs> Thunder Rule, whatever. Okay. Uh, um. Anyways, so I'm gonna break down round one really quick, and what I'm gonna do, I'm I want to look at some, I guess a stud and the dud of that round, and then we'll talk about your pick. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so one, two, three. David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Lashawn McCoy, no problems there. Uh, really, no crazy things happening in round one, actually. Um, AJ Green was a 12th pick, which I think that's kind of falling for him, especially in a PPR. Uh, he went above Jordan Howard to Marco Murray. I like, I like AJ Green, the 12th pick. If I had the 12th pick, I'd be ecstatic, uh, starting with AJ Green and on the turn, he ended up getting Devonta Freeman. So that worked out pretty good. Armando had the seventh pick and he got Melvin Gordon, which I don't mind at all. Seventh pick. He got Melvin Gordon right between Julio Jones and Mike Evans in a PPR. Maybe I would have taken Mike Evans, 
Melvin Gordon's not bad, especially Armando has Melvin Gordon as number one running back, and he got him in the seventh pick. So if if you believe in your rankings, I don't have a problem with that. If if that's who you have as number one running back, getting him in the seventh pick is pretty good. Yeah. Um, my biggest issue with this draft was when someone took LaShawn McCoy as a third overall pick. With everything going on with the Bills, I feel like he should not be going that high at all. I mean, there's Antonio Brown still on the board. Even Melvin Gordon I would rather have just because there's so many question marks back there in the Buffalo Bills. So that was my biggest issue there in the draft. And I think A.J. Green is a steal as a 12th pick. Okay. So let's get right into round two. Um, I think Ezekiel Elliott went 14th overall, the second pick in the round. A little high for me. We're not really sure what's going to happen with this, uh, the suspension. I'm guessing the the person who drafted Elliott is hoping that it gets reduced. I'm not going to gamble my second round pick on hope. Um, I maybe third or fourth round. That's when you start thinking, okay, you know, you start going off hope. But second round, you need something that you think is for sure, and Elliott is anything but that. So that was my surprise there. Um, Amari Cooper, Doug Baldwin, and Marshawn Lynch rounded out the round. Uh, Leonard Fournette was drafted. He's probably last in that tier. Uh, he was drafted 21st overall. Your pick, Armando, uh, right in between Jay Ajayi and Todd Gurley, you got T.Y. Hilton. So you started off with Melvin Gordon and T.Y. Hilton. How do you feel about it? So that, that I mean, You I, should feel good. The first two rounds, you feel great, right? I feel pretty good. I was really torn. I know this is kind of going against the PPR format, but I really like Leonard right now, and he's going to be the workhorse over there. And I'm not in love with any of the wide receivers that were still available in Doug Baldwin or Mari Cooper that went in this round as well. So I, I just decided to go with a safer pick in T.Y. Hilton. As long as Andrew Luck makes it back on the field by week three, He's a great pick at that point. Right. Uh, I guess the big value out of round two was Michael Thomas, uh, 16 overall, fourth pick in the second round. I like that value. I would consider Michael Thomas over, um, you know, DeMarco Murray and Jordan Howard in a PPR format, and they went, you know, a few picks earlier in the first round. So Yeah, I was I was really hoping Michael Thomas would have fa- fallen to me, but I was, I'm, I'm pretty happy with T.Y. Hillen at this point. Yeah. I think the biggest, I don't know, I, I don't know, it depends on people's ranks, but Marshawn Lynch. I'm sorry, he should not be being. He should not be going in the second round of any draft. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was good when he was playing, but it's it's Three been over years a year. Ago, yeah. yeah, it's been over a year since he played. Yeah, I mean, a whole we year since know. he's played, and then he was really bad the year he did play. So let's go back almost yeah two or three years. Okay. Round three, uh, let's see. Uh, so I'll just recap. Uh, you start off with Melvin Gordon, T.Y. Hilton, which I said, just said. Round three uh, is when it starts getting a little choppy for me. Dalvin Cook went 26 overall, the second pick in round three. I really, really like Dalvin Cook. Not uh, that much, though. Jesus I don't like Christ. him that Yeah, I don't. I was about to say, I don't like him that much. I think he will definitely be serviceable. I think he could be serviceable from week one. He is on the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, no. They're I'm not going to have a ton of opportunity in the red zone to begin with. So yeah, second second <laughs> second pick. I, I would take Crowell over him. I'd take Carlos Hyde. I'd take Christian McCaffrey. All guys that went after. Yeah, uh, Lamar Miller. Cook. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, Lamar Miller was the biggest surprise. He was probably the biggest value round three. He was picked in the eleventh uh, pick in round three. That's immense value. I mean, uh, unbelievable. Yeah, I was torn between him. I actually, Dale, I'm just going to mention, I was I took Keenan Allen. I was between him and Keenan Allen, and I decided to stick to my guns and try my strategy here. So I ended up going Keenan Allen, who I have ranked in the top six or seven, and I think that might be a little low. Yeah. Keenan Allen in the third round when you don't have a 
I, I just I think I'd rather have Lamar Miller over Keenan Allen. I don't really know how else to say it. I don't. I, I don't disagree. I mean, I, I get to your point of view. I, I do disagree. I feel like there's more upside to less question mark. As long as Keenan, I'm I'm buying into Keenan Allen not getting injured three years in a row and being on IR. Yeah. I I mean I'm a game. I'm kind of a gambling guy, so I'll take the the chances that it doesn't happen for a third year. If it does, I'm, I'm fine. Like, what are the chances, right? Yeah, like, what are the chances? Let's just let's just do it. <laughs> I'm all in on the chances he's going to get injured three years in a row <laughs> in the first two games. Right. Um. So, I mean, if you believe in him, I don't. I'm not crazy about it. But if you really believe in him that much, I don't have a problem with taking him that early. I mean, the guys that were that went after him were guys like question marks of Brandon Cooks and Demarius Thomas, where you can get Sanders four rounds later, sure. and then Crabtree. You know, Crabtree's Crabtree. He's not going to be elite. There's more upside to Keenan Allen than there is Crabtree. Yeah, yeah. Crabtree is more safe. I think Keenan Allen has a higher upside. Yep. I'm okay. here to win the fucking championship, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't win championships by being safe, right? No, I don't take but, Crabtree if you want to win championships. <laughs> round four. <laughs> round four, uh, Travis Kelsey went off the board in that first pick in round four. You picked Allen Robinson in the, what is that? That's the sixth pick in the fourth round, right after Golden Tate, Kellen Benjamin, after you picked Allen Robinson, uh, guys like Ty Montgomery, Devontae Adams, and Stefan Diggs. Were, I think that's a big drop in tears. Like huge drop. I mean, that's like that's a cliff there. Uh, after Allen Robinson, the guys like Devontae Adams and Stefan Diggs is left. You got to steal an Allen Robinson in the middle of the fourth, I believe. Um, especially in PPR. I mean, this guy, I've said it before, 150 targets at least in the last two seasons. It doesn't matter who his quarterback is. And maybe he dropped a little bit because of this news today that came out with Blake Bortles and Chad Henney. You guys are professionals. You can't hear, you can't believe everything you hear on the news, guys. Come on. Yeah. yeah talking so. to you guys that don't well, to like, like I'm saying, even if it's true, Chad Henney can still service Allen Robinson just fine. Yep. I'm not worried about it. If someone's going to uh, catch a ball over there, it's going to be Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the, Running backs, I'm sorry, a quarter, two, a little tiny run on quarterbacks. Tom Brady and Drew Brees were taken, um, and this was after Ann Rodgers was taken last round. So that, there's no really huge surprises. I like where Ty Montgomery fell in the end of the fourth round. I don't have a problem with that. No, I was hoping he fell a little farther. I was, I thought people were going to buy into the Jamal Williams hype. Yeah, yeah, I like Ty Montgomery, especially in PPR. I mean, don't forget, he is a wide receiver. Like, mm-hmm. He's a he's wide gonna, receiver turned running ball, back. Yep. Yeah. And any any wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers is going to be okay. Stefan Diggs, I think, was a super reach. Do not – last pick of the fifth – of the fourth round is, I think, crazy. Look, Stefan Diggs had a good season while he was healthy. Don't forget how he started the season last year. If he stays – and he was hobbled by injury the rest of the season. He played through it, but he was hobbled by the injury all season. If he can completely be 100% healthy, he has a good chance to be Sam Bradford's favorite target. Considering the guys that I feel like are better than him and are still available, I think Stefan Diggs that early is a little bit of a reach. Um, I don't know. Let's talk about the next round then. Okay. Uh, start off with Martavis Bryant. Would you take Bryant over Stefan Diggs? Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I would. Um, Tyreek Hill? No. Okay. All right. I think Tyreek Hill in the fifth round is also a reach. Right. We all, we keep talking about Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon fell to the fifth round. He's going to keep dropping drafts, guys. This weekend, I, you do not draft him in the fifth round. Take him in the eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh round. You're not going to be able to. He's not going to drop then all that. You, good for you guys. Yeah. Take Jeremy Hill. Yeah. Um, he has fallen a little bit. I mean, the beginning of the fifth is a little later for him than it was a couple weeks ago. So keep an eye on that. I'm not drafting him in the fifth round. If I really needed a running back in the sixth or seventh round, I'd consider for sure. Sure. Um, not in the fifth, though. Other guys that were taken, Larry Fitzgerald was taken early in the fifth. Uh, 
he was taken before Emmanuel Sanders, Jamison Crowder. Which Jamison Crowder was my pick. Yeah, Jamison Crowder was picked by Armando mid-round, and the guys besides Jamison Crowder that were available were Danny Woodhead, Jordan Reed, Julian Edelman, Eric Decker. All those guys I would take Jamison Crowder over. Yeah, I'm just going to recap our team, my team so far, so you guys have an idea of how I've constructed it. I have Melvin Gordon, T.Y. Hillen, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Jameson Crowder. So at this point, I've filled both my flex spots, both my wide receiver spots, and my RB1. Yeah, so he has four wide receivers and one running back. So this Gordon rule that he's talking about, is there some? Oh, no, Thunder rule. Thunder rule. Yeah. Thunder Gordon rule. <laughs> Keep changing it. TG rule. Ooh, I like TG. <laughs> no, that's horrible. Okay. Um. So, yeah, he doesn't have a running back yet. So you're thinking maybe in the sixth round he's going to take a running back. Let's see what happens. Wait, wait. Just so you know, Eric Decker was taken in the fifth round randomly. So getting into the sixth round now, uh, Sammy Watkins was taken in the first pick of the sixth round. Brandon Marshall I really like as a third pick in the sixth round. I think, especially with Odell Beckham being out for a couple, maybe a couple of weeks, Brandon Marshall could kind of slip in you know, and be that the comfortable guy for Eli Manning. I don't know. I like Brandon Marshall before. I think he's an eight to ten touchdown guy. So that's a bit much deal. Definitely flex worthy. Round yes. six is about where he should go, and that's where he went. Bilal Powell was taken right before Armando's pick, and Armando picked Jimmy Graham, tight end. I think this is where I kind of this is where my mistake happened. I don't know why I looked at it and I just thought Doug Martin will follow me in the seventh round. I'm just going to go ahead and pick the best player that I think is available and start filling out my starting lineup. And I took Jimmy Graham. Um, I didn't think he would fall to me. I thought I had a better chance of getting Doug Martin in the next round versus Jimmy Graham. Right. There were a couple running backs available that you could have taken. You could have taken Doug Martin, C.J. Anderson, even Duke Johnson you could have taken. And they were um, all taken before it got to me. In the next round. But yeah. you could have taken these guys over Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I just like the upside Jimmy Graham. The guys that were left in tight end, I did not find appealing at all i delaney walker i don't i believe he's gonna have a huge fallout this year um also tyler eifert i'm a little worried about because of his injury so i was like jimmy graham's a good safe pick it's gonna set my lineup really well i'm not gonna have to worry about tight end the entire season so i decided just take jimmy graham i know it's a little early but there it was yeah there's my mistake no problem um okay so i guess there were there weren't really any big surprises here in round six theo riddick was taken i don't know i i what do you I feel like that might be a little early for Theo Riddick. I mean, I've just I've never really eyed him that early in this as a sixth pick. Yeah, I like Amir Abdullah that much where I don't think Theo Riddick is going to be as much of a factor. This year, yeah. yeah. But with Eric Ebron's injury, is he going to be more involved? Could be. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, he's a good pass catcher. Um, so they could run, you know, Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick out at the same time and have Theo Riddick more as a pass catcher. And, and yeah, third down DPR, yeah, yeah, he has more value. All right, so round seven, we get into, I really, really like this pick, and Me I too. think I'm going to end up all weekend, I'm, I'm going to be drafting, and I think I'm going to end up with Devontae Parker in a lot of my leagues. Oh, you're drafting this weekend? Where are you going, Dale? Where are you going, Dale? <laughs> Dale's going to uh, another pro draft in Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. So, good and, for him. And I didn't invite Armando, and he's and butthurt about it. You got some hurt feelings over here. <laughs> It's just yeah. business. It's just business. Man. I agree with Dale with the Devontae Parker pick. Um, I think it is a fantastic pick. If anyone is going to excel with Jay Cutler at quarterback, it's going to be Devontae Parker. Yeah. So and props to you for taking him. I think I'm going to have this quote written on my wall all season that Jay Cutler said that Devontae Parker is a faster Alshon Jeffrey. That's like, that made me happy to hear. I, I, I really <laughs> hope it's true. If you want someone faster, so did Kenny Stills. So. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, uh, 
Devontae Parker was picked in the first round, the first pick of the seventh round. Decent value there. Duke Johnson in a PPR in the middle of the seventh, not bad. The end of the seventh, uh, I like guys like Cameron Meredith, Corey Coleman, and Tevin Coleman were picked. I I don't really see a bad pick here in the seventh round. You got Russell Wilson, which I'm okay with. I'm okay with it. I mean, I was able to fill out my lineup, and still I don't have a RB2, but I uh, feel confident enough in Russell Wilson. He hasn't had a bad season besides last, so if he can finish in the top five, I think it's a fantastic pick at this point. Yeah. And let's, can you recap uh, your team so far? We've been in yeah. a couple of picks. So Russell Wilson's my starting quarterback, Jimmy Graham, so I'm double downing there. Um, I took Jamison Crowder, Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton, and Melvin Gordon. Um, just okay. so you know, I did go Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen. I don't care that they're on the same team. I know that's something people are against. I don't believe in that yeah, role. You're just looking at value. Exactly. And just like Russell Wilson and... Uh, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. So yeah. it is what it is. You're drafting value. You're not. You're not drafting to double down. Nope. And if you do, you're okay with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy with it. Yeah, it is what it is. Now the eighth round is where um, people started digging for their sleepers. Well, you shouldn't have been because <laughs> I saw an empty roster spot. Yeah, Armando still doesn't have his RB two, and he passed up. Well, I'll tell you who we passed up on in a second. Guys that went early eighth is Derek McFadden. Interesting to see where McFadden's going. Um, with a possible six-game suspension for Zeke. Paul Perkins was taken. Randall Cobb. Um, I don't know if I have a problem with him in the eighth round. I have Cobb. I have Cobb after some of the other guys. It's kind of mixed in. Eight round eight nine. I don't like Randall Cobb this much though. But I no, I don't either. Randall Cobb maybe should be going the mid eight or mid ninth. Well, you know, just to point this out, I've done what two or three pro drafts already and randall cobb is getting drafted way higher than its average adp which i think is really interesting to note yeah, like that is personally i mean in ppr we know that randall cobb can be a ppr guy we'll see what happens i think Devonte adams and jordy nelson are going to be just fine though and with ty montgomery back there just too many mouths to feed for randall cobb randall cobb had his chance and didn't didn't take it yeah i agree with that um so Armando decided to fill up his RB2 slot with Samanjay Pirine. Yeah, Dale was really upset with this pick because he is not the starter. But with Rob Kelly still on the board and a lot of people not having taken their quarterback or tight end, I decided to take a gamble and draft the guy who will finish the season as a number one in Washington. I took Samanjay Pirine. Okay. And so. he has had a way better preseason than Robert Kelly at this point. Uh, but Robert Kelly is a clear. As of right now. As of right now, yeah. Okay. So I know it was a mistake, Dale. You don't have to lunch for me. <laughs> I don't know. Ja- uh, Jaquiz Rogers was there. I think I would have taken Rogers just to even. I, I understand you're playing for the long haul. You're playing the long game, which is fine, and I don't have a problem with that. But we need. I think on this team, you needed at least an RB two that was going to play week one, and you yeah. don't have him yet. Not yet, but that's the whole reasoning. You can get one that sure. that's going to play week one even later than this round. Okay. I don't. I only need an RB two at this point. I know the rest of my lineup is completely solid and almost bulletproof yeah all right round nine came around uh guys like adam thielen uh, jamal williams of green bay decent pick in round nine i think jordan matthews is a great pick i think that's a good value it should be tyrod's number one target there rob kelly was taken in round nine My after heart was broken after p ryan i'm sure a lot of people were wondering um I, you know i've done a few drafts where p ryan was drafted ahead of Rob Kelly. Yeah. And I drafted, I had a few drafts where Kelly was drafted before. So it goes back and forth. I think I have him back to back in my rankings. 
So it is what it is. Yeah. But after that, Terrence West is a good flyer. Uh, Darren Sproles, I think I would have taken Eddie Lacy before Darren Sproles, but you picked Eddie Lacy. Which is, I mean, right now we don't know who the clear-cut starter is. So if they announce tomorrow it's Eddie Lacy, I have my number one. If they announce it's Thomas Rawls, well, Thomas Rawls is still on the board. I can still take him. So right, right. I was able to get Eddie Lacy as my first bench player. Right. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt, I think you may be a little scared of the crazy news in the past week or two about LeGarrette Blunt. It's um, been all over the board. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I just passed him. I didn't want to take a gamble with my first bench player and needing a running back that bad. But you, okay. Does that make sense? There's no, there's not a lot of upside to LeGarrette Blunt. I mean, especially in that offense. I mean, right. they have Wendell Spallwood, Darren Sproles. Yeah. Carson, I mean, yeah. Okay. Maybe Eddie Lacy and LeGarrette Blunt are kind of going to be the same type of player, right? Yeah. And I'll take a team that's going to run the ball first. Yeah. Well, unless it's the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> and you're one yard away from winning the game. <laughs> they definitely did not run it first. Uh, the end of the ninth round, guys like LeGarrette Blunt and Thomas Rawls were picked. So that's so the guys I want to handcuff my number two running back with all went in this round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> round 10, uh, Adrian Peterson was finally taken. I think I like Adrian Peterson a little bit more than round 10. I do too. I think yeah, I was a little surprised he fell that far. I just didn't see a lot of upside after last year with the New Orleans Saints, so I was I was comfortable just passing on him. Yeah, yeah. He's not he's not safe, but man, like I mean, I think I mentioned this a while ago. Like if something happens to Mark Ingram, yeah, Adrian Peterson is going to be. I don't think I'm exaggerating here. Top five running back. What about Alvin Kamara, who looks fantastic right now? It's Adrian Peterson. I know, and he's gonna be on, he's on the high powered Saints. Get a ton of opportunity. I understand he's not the player that he used to be, but I really think if that backfield was his, he could do some damage. So would you have told me to take Adrian Peterson over Eddie Lacy? Eddie Lacy might be safer. I think Adrian Peterson has a way higher upside. Uh, yeah, you could have convinced me. I was on the fence with those guys. Yeah. I decided to go Lacy just because they haven't really announced a starter yet. I can't blame you. I, I mean, it's just personal preference here, especially this late in the drafts. And then 10th round, you took Zay Jones of Buffalo. Uh, right, you actually took him over Marvin Jones, Ted Ginn Jr., Corey Davis. I, I don't know what it is, but he's had a fantastic preseason. No Sammy Watkins. Retirement of Anquan Bolden. Jordan Matthews hasn't showed up this preseason. So the only target Tyrod Taylor is going to go into the season with having any experience with, it's Zay Jones. And he's a rookie. Yeah. So I'm, I just I had to get him. I know I don't have running backs right now, but looking at the guys that were available, he had the most upside. I don't need any more wide receivers. I'm stacked. I have Zay Jones. Yeah, for the record, I love Zay Jones. Yeah. Um, tenth round, I'm 100% okay with it. I think I would have taken Ted Ginn over Zay Jones. So. I, I love Zay Jones, but yeah. I would have taken Ted Ginn over him. Yeah, my argument is you're getting a number one wide receiver in an offense or a number three wide receiver in an offense. I'll take the number one. I know maybe it's not going to be as high-powered, high but he has, the most, he has the best chance of getting receptions between the two. I'll remind everybody again, and I know you didn't listen to my podcast. I know you didn't listen to our podcast last episode or the episode before. We don't know that Willie Sneed is going to be the wide receiver, too, in that offense. We don't know. We know Willie Sneed's going to be in the slot, though. We don't know if he's going to be Drew Brees' second option. Well, the point is he's going to be in the slot. He's going to be on the field. Ted Ginn might not be on the field. Cord Coleman can fill his role just fine. Not Cord Coleman. Coleman. Brandon Coleman. Brandon Coleman. Yeah. So... It doesn't matter. Ted Ginn's yeah, great. Yeah, I, I think yeah, you should okay. take him. I just I like the upside of Zay Jones, a rookie who actually has reps as a starting quarterback versus everyone else on the roster who does not. Sure. Okay. 
Uh, I'm going to go through just maybe two rounds at a time now. Round 11 and 12. Uh, Jeremy Hill was taken the beginning of the 11th round along with Derek Carr. At the end of the 11th round, Kenny Galladay was taken. We talked about him last podcast. I think he's a great flyer and a rookie that could do really, really well. Christian doesn't believe that Galladay will take Marvin Jones' role. I think that he easily could um, be yeah. the number two wide receiver on the Lions. Sure. Uh, you took Jonathan Stewart right smack dab in the 11th round. I think this is the exact guy that you needed as an RB2 to yeah. fill in on week one. That's exactly my point. You can still get an RB2-ish for the first week of, or two in someone like Jonathan Stewart or even Jeremy Hill in the 11th round. So your starting lineup is Melvin Gordon, Jonathan Stewart, and you waited this long to get John. You waited till round 11, and you have a full roster with two Melvin Gordon and Jonathan Stewart. I think that worked out. Yeah, pretty well. I mean, like I like I said, it's kind of it's new. It's a little bit different than what we're used to seeing. I don't know if I totally disagree with it. I mean, running back to like we said earlier is the easiest position to fill in a starting lineup. Easiest running backs can injure all the time. You got Jordan Howard, top five running back last year for free last year yeah, in right. the waivers. So, yeah. you know, if I don't hit in the draft, I will hit throughout the waiver wire at some point. Right. As long as I have a guy who can get me five, six points, like a guy like Frank Gore. I'll be fine. Yeah. Just pay attention to waiver wire for the first couple of weeks because someone's going to go down. Right. Uh, speaking, uh, going down round 12. Oh, <laughs> I, don't <know> where, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Um, round 12, you got Deandre Washington out of Oakland. You're betting against Marshawn Lynch, which is okay. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're, you're basically taking an insurance policy out. Followed by my Lynch. next pick in Joe Williams. I'm taking an insurance policy on Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of insurance policies, yeah, uh, good good segue there, Armando. <laughs> um, you guys heard us talk about uh, Roto Insurance before. I'm going to talk about them again really quick, uh, just because we're talking about the insurance stuff. Basically, Roto Insurance is the leader in fantasy sports insurance. And yes, you heard me right. It's actually insurance for your fantasy player. So if you drafted, say, Keenan Allen in the third round, you can get a insurance policy on Keenan Allen and if he misses uh the the amount of time that's needed for the policy then they will pay your league fees back to you so you don't lose anything and you can get policies as low as four dollars a season of course that depends on the players and stuff but the coolest thing about it all is we're partnering up with them and they gave us a promo code for 20 percent off your coverage uh so promo code is eat sleep in all caps uh, so you go to rotoassurance.com and then you just put in the promo code when you're purchasing purchasing a policy and bam. So you get like a $5 policy, 20% off. Quick math here, a dollar off. You just, right. saved, just saved you a dollar. If you're drafting Carlos Hyde, you should get Roto Assurance. If you're drafting <laughs> Keen Allen, you get Roto Assurance. If you're drafting, who else? LaShawn McCoy, get get some fucking insurance on these guys, guys. All right. Um, yeah. So again, rotoassurance.com. Cool guys over there, too. We met them in Dallas and um, they really know what they're doing. Uh, so check check them out. We got a good, good service here. Yeah. Uh, so moving on in the 14th round, um, like I said, I'm trying to stack up on RB2s or guys that can be in RB2, and I was able to snag Charles Sims, which right now he's been announced as a third down back. In a PPR, I can plug in Charles Sims and be fine with his eight points. You know, like That's going to get me by. It's not going to win my league, but until I'm able to get my Jordan Howard or my LeGarrette Blunt of this year, I'll play yeah. Charles Sims. Yeah. Charles Sims not not I mean he Charles Sims was taking the same round that uh, a couple defenses were taken uh, Tyler Lockett Eli Manning Carson Palmer so 
I'm okay taking taking Charles Sims here in the 14th round. So we were talking a little bit about this earlier. Cam Newton was actually taken in the 14th round, which I mean, looking at that, I do regret taking Tyrod Taylor this early. Like as early as I did, you can get Cam Newton in the you 14th mean, round. You mean Russell Wilson? Yes, I'm sorry. What did I say? Tyrod Taylor, <laughs> yeah. the other running quarterback. <laughs> yes, I wish I took Cam Newton this late. I made it. I like looking at the draft. Like we've been preaching all season. Yeah, wait on quarterback. Wait on quarterback. Cam Newton in the 14th round is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so you could have moved up, essentially moved up and got Doug Martin. Doug Martin, right? Yeah, and that's that, that was my biggest regret. Of this draft is not taking Doug Martin a little earlier. Sure, sure. All right, uh, you got. Did we talk about Latavius Murray yet? You got him in the fifteenth round, along the players with Muhammad Sanu, uh, Tariq Cohen, the uh, handcuff for uh, Jordan Howard, uh, Kyle Jusic. So all those guys right around Latavius Murray. I think round fifteen for Latavius Murray is great. <laughs> I don't think he's going to set the world on fire, but if Delvin Cook doesn't pan out, or I, it's Delvin Cook's job, I believe. Right. But if it doesn't pan out, if something, if injury, Latavius Murray has a lot, lot of upside. He definitely does, and I think the like second, I, second to last pick, right before your defense, is not. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, and I don't have a good running back too, so if, as long as he can, I can plug him in against when he plays the Browns or when he plays another bad defense, like I'm fine. Yeah. RB two is replaceable, extremely replaceable. Yeah, and. Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray could be, uh, you know, two-headed monster, and they could split the carries. Latavius Murray could get the goal line work. We don't know if Latavius Murray gets all the goal line work and Dalvin Cook gets the work between the twenties. Murray he still has good value in the fifteenth round, being a touchdown vulture. You know, it's, yeah. it's okay. So I don't really want to talk about my sixteenth round. I had to take a piss, and I it all drafted the Bengals. <laughs> um, so I, my apologies. I was looking at taking the Bills was yeah. our number one goal, or the Pittsburgh Steelers, as Dill mentioned, have a fantastic first couple weeks so those were defenses we're taking yeah the bills play the jets the first week so if you're playing on streaming bills definitely pittsburgh steelers i like the first couple weeks they play i don't know the browns and the jags and a couple other uh, a couple other teams like that so yeah and my last pick i took alfred morris uh, it's a flyer if anything happens to mcfadden which if he drops his cell phone it might happen <laughs> um i got alfred morris as my rb2 and i'm good to go for a week for the first eight weeks of the season yep d'angelo henderson i don't think he, I think he definitely has a skill and the talent to be some some a really good good running back in the in the NFL. Uh, he's a good flyer. I don't think he's going to have an impact this year, but like we've been saying, hey, you never know. Crazy exactly. crazy shit happens. Um, I'm not worried about Jamal Charles here at all. I think it's going to be C.J. Anderson. What did they say like two days ago? This is Jamal Charles' chance to make the roster. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm not worried about Jamal Charles right now. Sadly. Yeah. Uh, before we go, I want to talk about one more uh, one more partner of ours. Uh, we've been talking about them all off season, but BK Fantasy Sports. You can see we can visit them at bkfantasysports.com. They're the number one fantasy sports outfitter. Uh, you can get your hoodie, your polo, sweatshirts, uh, lines for both men and women. Basically, you pick out the gear and you give them a logo or have them design you something, and basically they create you know polos and stuff for your fantasy team. So they you know. They want to know how serious is your fantasy. So check them out, bkfantasysports.com. They, great quality stuff. I actually saw and felt them in person. And uh, it's the shirts. <laughs> Not our partners. <laughs> uh, they felt really nice. <laughs> uh, great products. And best of all, the shipping and handling is free. Oh, that is nice. That's like that. That's enough. You, you shave that money on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, Armando. Yes, sir. How do you feel about the draft overall? Do you think that the Gordon rule 
is uh, I think it's oh the G- the Gordon rule. That's good because it's a golden rule. Gordon, yeah, Gordon, Gordon rule, like the golden taint. <laughs> Forget it. Um, so I think it panned out pretty well. Uh, I'm pretty happy with my roster overall. Um, yeah, I wish I didn't take a quarterback early like I did or a tight end early. If I had spent those picks on a running back, yeah, in round seven or eight, yeah, it would have been a little better. But overall, I have a great quarterback who can finish number one overall. And I have a fantastic tight end who can finish number one overall among tight ends because we know, all know Gronk's going to go down. Right. Um, so I'm pretty happy with the way it ended up. And I have plenty of depth at running back where I can just plug and play versus on matchups for RB2. And I'm already getting um, trade offers for Melvin Gordon. So I'm good to go. Yeah. Uh, I really want to know what you guys think about the Gordon rule. I like I, Gordon. The Gordon rule. It could work. And we're going to see how Armando is basically drafting every single draft like this. So we'll keep you updated throughout the season. It's and interesting. I don't know. I still believe in value-based drafting, but this is how I see things are valued right now. I feel like we can wait on running back. There's good wide receivers. And then when you go into the 10th round, there's no good wide receivers. There's just plenty of good running backs. It just makes sense to me. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not completely sold, but it's interesting. Just don't and take I, and a quarterback kinda, early. I kind of like it. It's fantastic. Samaje Perrine is going to be the start by week two. Who? Samaje. <laughs> Mr. Prine. <laughs> All right. Um, again, you can follow us on Twitter at Eat Sleep FF. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Just search Eat Sleep Fantasy. Uh, go to our website, eatsleepfantasy.com. Don't forget, take a screenshot of your review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to and send it to us and enter a chance to get into the listener league. Armando, is there anything else? Uh, no, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, which will have some new episodes oh, up yeah, in the yeah, next yeah. couple days. Yep. And we'll start releasing some uh, video podcasts as well. Just oh. realized that was a thing on iTunes. Yep. So we'll start doing that. You can see our fat asses on TV. There you go. There you go. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening and putting up with our bullshit. We hope you have a good day. For Armando Crespo, I'm Dale. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Good luck with the golden rule. I mean, draft. What is it called? The Gordon Roll. Gordon Roll. <laughs> you don't know <laughs> I named your, uh, your baby. All discussions for sticking through another magnificent episode of the H Fleet Fantasy Football Podcast. For more info and answers to your questions, follow us at Eat Sleep FF on Twitter. Oh, visit us at eatsleepfantasy.com.